jump the gun I really wanna say those three little words But I'm gonna bite my tongue Yeah, I'm just gonna lay on back Leave it on cruise control I'm gonna hold it all inside Till the right time comes down the road I got a feeling My head's a reeling My heart is screaming I'm about to bust loose Bottled up in motion It's more than a notion It starts with an I And ends with a U I got a feeling Are you feeling it too? I guess I've all but said it now So much for hoping you go first Don't leave me hanging out here on the line Baby, it's your turn Say you couldn't sleep last night Swore that you could feel me breathe Had you wanting me there by your side yeah, baby, I know what you mean I got a feeling My head's a reeling My heart is screaming I'm about to bust loose Bottled up in motion It's more than a notion It starts with an I It ends with a U I got a feeling You're feeling it too It's more than a notion It starts with an I It ends with a U I got a feeling You're feeling it too You're feeling it too Yeah, you're feeling it too Swing with her crochet. It was where Granddaddy taught me how to cuss and how to pray. It was where we made our own ice cream, those sultry summer nights. Where the bulldog had her puppies and us brothers had our fights. There were many nights I'd sit right there and look out at the stars. Through the sound of a distant whippoorwill or the hum of a passing car. And it was where I first got up the nerve to steal me my first kiss. And it was where I learned to play guitar and pray I had the gift. If the world had a front porch like we did back then, 
We'd still have our problems, but we'd all be friends. Treating your neighbor like he's your next again. Wouldn't be gone with the wind. If the world had a front porch like we did back then. Purple holes and pintos, I've shelled more than my share. Lightning bugs and crickets danced in the evening air. Like a beacon, that old yellow bow, it always led me home. Somehow mama always knew just when to leave it all. If the world had a front porch like we did back then. We'd still have our problems, but we'd all be friends. Treating your neighbor like he's your next again. Wouldn't be gone with the wind. If the world had a front porch like we did back then. Your neighbor like he's your next again Wouldn't be gone with the wind If the world had a front porch Like we did back Good evening, everybody, and welcome to The Pulse. We're here in good old Anderson, Alaska. Welcome, everybody, to the show tonight. Got some good stuff happening tonight. Special guest Kevin Fraley is going to be on the line with Fish Talk tonight. Exciting news that I've got to put out tonight. Tonight is our... 30th airing of the pulse we have made it 30th episode look at us go just little of us in downtown anderson alaska all righty here let's get this thing going here once again thank you all for joining tonight appreciate you all being here and the support of the show we're gonna go ahead and get some episodes out of the or some announcements out of the way i should say all righty first of all let's get our covid announcement out of the way uh today we had currently 202 new cases 29 of those in fairbanks um here in anderson from january 7th to the 20th we have only had three new cases, and we are still holding at 62. Also, to report, yesterday was a bad day for Alaska. They reported 24 deaths, and that brings our total to 251. Uh, we do have some good news, though. Uh, good news is that the vaccines uh, that have been administered here in Alaska are currently at 59,392. 
which is good news because we've just surpassed our cases here in Alaska of 50,732. And already 12,178 have received their second dose. So that's your update on COVID here. Uh, it's a great thing that we, uh, you know, we've been holding our numbers here in Denali Borough. And once again, thank you to the show and appreciate everything that you do for us here. Also, just a reminder, uh, Wednesdays are now our, our um, scheduled days for testing here. Uh, Wednesdays from 1 to 2 here at Anderson School. And that is uh, to be continuing on for quite a while. Uh, they don't see an end for a while. So if you do want to get tested here in downtown Anderson, um, it is local. It'll be held at the Anderson School and on Wednesdays from 1 to 2 p.m. Also, testing is going on at the uh, Tri-Valley Community Center in Healy. They currently are testing three days a week there. Mondays from 9 a.m. to 12.30 p.m., or I should say 9.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Uh, Wednesdays are 4.30 p.m. to 6.30 and Thursdays are 9.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Also, for all our citizens that are 65 and older right now, they are currently uh, giving out the vaccinations. And uh, those are happening in Healy. And uh, for those that want to get scheduled for it, uh, you're welcome to call. You can call uh, 455 four five six seven extension two thousand and uh just let them know that you need to set up an appointment for healy and also um you can reach them and set up an appointment by email at covidvax that's c-o-v-i-d-v-a-x dot alaska dot gov and uh that is uh, supposed to be to continue on for quite a while here. Also, uh, just a reminder and a plug out for Clear Sky right now. Clear Sky is currently open seven days a week, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Uh, Sunday through uh, basically seven days a week. Uh, their hours are extended on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. And also the grill is open from 12 p.m. to 9 p.m. Also, uh, Roughwoods Inn in uh, Anderson is currently open from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. and closed on Tuesdays. So let's give our support out there to our local businesses. As we know, uh, they've taken quite a hit this year, and it's a Great way to uh, give back to the community. Uh, yes, uh, yeah, I kind of threw that out there. Uh, yes, Roughwoods is open from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., and that is in Ninana. And uh, also remember that they are closed on Tuesdays. A lot of people joining the show right now. Hello and welcome to The Pulse. Let's see, that's about it for announcements right now. Um, unless anyone has anything else they'd like to throw out there. I got a few more things I'll talk about as we go through the show. Um, 
Right now, we'll go ahead and invite uh, Miss Karen, our Andersonologist, to come on. And let's talk about the weather and what's currently happening. Let's see here. Good evening, Miss Karen. You're live on the Pulse. Hey there. Are you enjoying the heat wave? I am. Shorts and flip-flops. It's pretty nice, everybody. right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's getting better, too. According to the yes, weather, it is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I'm kind of out of it today. My allergies are just kicking my butt for unknown reasons to have allergies in the middle of January. But it's that warm weather. It's sneaking up on blowing some stuff around. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so currently it's 15, but um, looks like tonight um, it's supposed to go up to uh, 24 degrees overnight. Gonna be a little bit windy. Uh, winds coming from the south, like those Chinook winds. Yep. Yeah, those are good. So tomorrow it's going to be uh, cloudy, but uh, some sunshine later later in the day. But the high tomorrow is supposed to be 30, which is fantastic. Boy, I guess. I love that idea. And yeah. then tomorrow night, clear skies and, and back down a little bit lower down to 16, but still above zero. So who can complain? Yeah, big time. <laughs> right? That, that's, that's rolling in the right direction. I can handle this for the rest of the year. Sure, no I'm problem. fine with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm good with that. Minus yeah. 40, minus 60. Yeah, that's me. That's knocking on wood saying, I yeah. don't want to see you. No, thanks. <laughs> uh, the high, record high temperature for today is 37, and the record low is minus 60. I've noticed they've all been right around minus 60 this time of year, the lows. Yeah. Um, but we got a little more daylight today. It was uh, six minutes longer. Uh, sun came up at 1010, set at 408. Um, with an almost six-hour day, five hours and 57 minutes. Look so, at us roll. I know. We'll gain six more minutes tomorrow. So looking good. I've noticed it uh, a couple – today especially, it seemed like the sun was up a little later than normal. It was, felt it was pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's interesting about Alaska? I was driving home today uh, from Fairbanks. And I'm coming down the parks. And I'm just passing fireweed, and I look to the right, and the sun's up. And I look to the left, and the moon's up. The moon's up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only in Alaska can you look right. on the right side of the road, see the sun up, and to the left at a 45-degree angle, you have yeah. moon is up. <laughs> yeah, I tried to shoot the aurora again last night, and they said it was going to be good. I didn't see even a whisper of auroras. But, uh, you know, that's what's funny. Mine went off, too. Um, yeah. around 1130 or so saying, Hey, go stick your head out there. And I'm sitting there in my chair going, I ain't getting up right now. No, I was sitting outside. <laughs> trust me. I was sitting outside in my truck in the, uh, down by the pavilion and, uh, there was nothing happening. So nothing. No, yeah. I was out there for three hours doing nothing, but you know, <laughs> sometimes when you're a photographer, that's what happens. Yeah, right. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. But the sky, the sky was pretty. There's lots of stars and stuff. So. Good deal. Well, All right. Well, I'm looking forward to fish talk tonight and, and then talking right. about our, our community uh, uh, soup programs. Uh, yeah, soup program. Yeah, definitely. I got some All updates right. on that also for tonight and uh, we'll get them out on the air. Miss Karen, okay. our Andersonologist, thank you so much. <laughs> hey, you're welcome. You have a good here. night tonight. Yes, definitely. It's our All 30th right. anniversary, so to speak. I know. It's so yeah. awesome. Congrats. Look at us. 30 shows. That's, <laughs> that's, uh, 
that's a milestone for us. <laughs> yeah. All right, Miss Karen, thank you for everything that you do and always appreciate having you on. All right, and back at you, my just, friend. All righty. All righty. That was the weather with Miss Karen Southwood from the hood. Big round of applause for her and our our local Andersonologist because we can't be an unmeteorologist. So that's all part of it. Anyway, everyone, welcome to the show tonight. Special show tonight. We do have Mr. Kevin Fraley uh, going to be on the air tonight, and we're having fish talk. And fish talk is uh, for those of you that are newly joined to us. Uh, Kevin is our local. Um, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna butcher it up. We'll call him our fishologist, but he is our biologist, our friend, and uh, also one of our members of the community. Though not close to us, he is a family member to us here at the Pulse and to here in the community. Tonight, uh, the show is going to be talking about uh, fishing gear for our areas here. We have a lot of stuff uh, uh, going to be happening uh, this spring and uh, this summer for fishing here for our adults and our children here. And uh, it's just going to be an amazing good time. So at this time, I'll go ahead and uh, ask Mr. Kevin to uh, give us a holler and call all in to the show, and we shall get this rolling. All righty here. Good evening, Kevin. Welcome to The Pulse, and thank you for being here tonight. Hey, Brad. Good evening. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you perfectly. Excellent. I'm well, glad to be back out. after a week off, eh? Yeah, you did a little hiatus. You went out there and got some fishing in, uh, saw some great <laughs> pictures that you posted. And yeah, we had a had a good time out at a cabin out near Delta. Got some pike and burbot, and then I did a presentation last week for our Midnight Sun Flycasters group. Hence why I didn't um, call in for fish talk. I was a little too busy with that presentation. So. Yeah, definitely. I know I was stuck working. I missed it too. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is All recorded right, on YouTube if anybody wants to check it out. Um, cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, probably won't be too um, involved of a, a, a show tonight, just kind of talking informally about different um, fly fishing setups, because I know you guys were interested in that, um, if we're going to potentially do oh, some yeah. fly fishing casting and the list of fishing. Is longer. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's uh, kind of, there's kind of a lot of stuff, but uh, I'll give some tips about um, kind of how to bundle some things and make it uh, cheapest on you if you're kind of just looking at an, an entry level setup, so. Yeah, sounds good. So for anyone that is interested, uh, you know, of course, we do have that going to be happening uh, this spring and summer here in Anderson that wants to get into fly fishing. I know our list is getting long for our <laughs> our, uh, our little uh, uh, get-togethers to learn how to do this. So take some notes tonight. Uh, I know I'm going to. Kevin, I'm going to open the floor to you here and uh, let you just start rolling. Okay, sounds good. Um, yeah, yeah. So if, if you guys don't recall, I'm a um, fisheries ecologist for the Wildlife Conservation Society, but I love Anderson and, and fishing down there and, and checking out the, the outdoors in the area. So that's why I'm always on the show and I'm glad to be on here talking about fish stuff. It's my passion and what I love to talk about. Um, so yeah, so getting into kind of to start, you want to think about um, what you want for a fly fishing rod. 
and there's a ton of different brands, some that can get incredibly expensive, like over you know eight hundred thousand dollars. So I would think that many folks that are listening, if you don't already have a fly rod, you might be interested in you know kind of more, a more cheaper option, um, something to get started, which is yeah, you don't want to be spending too much on a, a hobby that you're just starting. So hopefully I can give you some uh, some good tips about how to do that and kind of stay within a reasonable budget. Good deal. Um, I'm sure we're all waiting for that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so so a lot of the rods you get, you can kind of decide um, what you want to buy as far as like how many pieces they break into. And most of them uh, nowadays break down into four pieces, which is kind of nice because then they're a little more portable. You can stow them in your car or even your backpack if you're out hiking or on your ATV or whatever. Um, but there are some that still do like two-piece and I think even single-piece rods you can find out there. Um, but yeah, I would definitely recommend the four piece rod. There's even some that, uh, will break down into seven pieces. Uh, I think Cabela's has one called a stowaway. So if you're like a real ultralight, um, backpacker, you're out really far out somewhere and you don't want much weight and you want, um, you know, something as compact as possible, you can get something like that. But, uh, I guess what I would recommend to start out with is go to somewhere like uh, sportsman's or just look on like Cabela's or Bass Pro online. If you want to just order something, I, I always like kind of handling things first in the shop before I just go and make an online purchase. So I'd kind of recommend to check out, um, the, the fly rods in person. If you get a chance, I know you know, it's a pretty good drive up to Fairbanks or down to Wasilla or wherever the, the nearest fly rod shop might be for you guys. So, you know, ordering it online might be the preferable option. But if you get a chance, definitely go to a shop and, and kind of handle some different fly rods and see what you like and how they, they feel. Um, some of the, so like if you go to Sportsman's, there'll be um, some combos. And those are, I'd say, th- those are what I'd recommend um, for people to, to try out. Basically, it comes with a reel, the rod, um, some fly line usually, sometimes even a few flies to start with. So pretty much right there, you've got everything you need to start out. So those are really nice. Um, you know, if you don't find those, I can give you, well, I mean, yeah, if you don't find those, you just kind of just you have to buy a rod and then also a reel that will go with it that's kind of the same weight is what it's called. And there's different weights of rods for what kind of fish you want to go after and how far you're casting and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, I so, happened to see uh, those the other day. Those combo deals that they got—they're like fifty bucks down there. You know, is that how cheap they are? Deal. That's yeah. a good deal. Yeah, I, I happened to look at them. I was I was spying them as I was wandering aimlessly through Sportsman's, <laughs> and uh, they had a few uh, few different setups there. So yeah, it's it's not too bad to get into, from what I can see. Yeah, that's a really reasonable price—fifty bucks—and I guess. Um, this time of year, it's good to go pick them up because people aren't thinking about fly fishing too much this time of year. You know, they're doing ice fishing and other stuff. So uh, everything should be pretty well in stock. Uh, I know Sportsman's up here kind of runs out of things pretty pretty regularly. So it's uh, good to get a jump on things always. But yeah, so those combos, usually they're like 50 to to $100 depending on kind of the quality that you get. That's a great way to start out. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, and so... you one thing you want to think about when you're looking at those is what weight fly rod you want. And so usually there's, there's weights from like, uh, well, one to 16 technically, but most people in Alaska are using, using a fly rod with a weight from like four to eight. And so I'll talk about here, what kind of weight you want, depending on, on what fish species you're going after. So if you think you're going to mostly be going after grayling, uh, people usually like to, to get a, between a two and four weight. 
Um, and those, those like really low weight rods are kind of hard to find. So like a four weight or a five weight is really good for grayling. And that's what most of those combos would probably be at sportsman's is kind of a middle of the road four weight or five weight. Um, so that's for grayling for rainbow trout. They're a little, you know, they fight harder. They're bigger. Uh, I would go with a five to eight weight. Like if you're down on the Kenai, you might want an eight weight rod for your rainbows because they're bigger and they're in um, faster mm-hmm. current and that sort of thing. Um, but you can go lighter all the way down to a five weight too. Uh, for salmon, I would say a seven to nine weight. If you're going after like chum, sockeye, um, coho salmon, they you know obviously are bigger. They put up a big fight, and sometimes you find them in swift water. So you want that heftier rod that's basically just going to have more backbone to it. The, the more you go up in weight, uh, right. and then for king, if you wanted to go for king salmon, you'd want to use a really big rod, like a 10, um, 10 weight rod or larger. So that you kind of get more and more specialized as you go on either end of um, like really you know have hefty rods and then really light rods get more and more expensive, and there's fewer mm-hmm. the, of them around, and they're usually yeah, so um, typically I'd just recommend like a five or six weight to start with. In Anderson, you're probably going to be going for grayling, maybe some pike, maybe once in a while a salmon, but the salmon aren't super big. So like a five, six, or seven weight would be a good one to start with. And um, okay. yeah, so that's that's the rod. As far as the reels, you just basically just want to match the reel weight to the, the weight of the rod that you buy uh, if it doesn't come with it in the combo. And mm-hmm. reels can also get really expensive, but they can also be quite cheap, you know, like $40 or so if, for just a, a cheaper reel. So, you know, there's right. obviously lots of real pretty reels you can get with all sorts of different finishes and, and really nice drags. If, you, if you're going after um, salmon or something, you want a really good drag that slows down the fish, and those are more mm-hmm. expensive. So, yeah, that's yeah, pretty much all I'll say on the reels. Um, for fly line, if you don't get line with your combo, again, you want to match the weight of your fly rod and reel with the line weight. So if you have a five-weight rod, you want to get five-weight line. And it's okay if it's a little bit, if, it, if you have a five-weight rod and six-weight line, that's not the end of the world. Um, okay. But those, those lines are built to kind of give you the best casting and best performance for the, the weight of rod that you have that it's designated as. Um, okay. The fly line comes in a lot of different colors, and some of them are pretty bright. I kind of like to go for more of the muted colors, um, especially if I'm, you know, fishing for rainbow trout or or some other fish like pike that kind of get wary of really bright colors, and and they might be a little smarter. For grayling, you could use a bright orange fly line. I don't think they would care. So, um, yeah, that's <laughs> just go out yeah, for a bear hook most of the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and um, so there's different types of fly line. You can get ones uh, fly line that floats, so it's buoyant. You can also get ones that sink. Um, for your grayling and rainbow trout and, and pike, all those fish, pretty much I'd say just get a floating line, and then you can add little sinkers or that sort of thing on the end of it if you need to get your line down a little bit. It's just easier to have the floating line. Um, but if you do a lot of fishing in lakes or like deep rivers like the Kenai, you might think of a, sink, a sinking line or a line with a sink tip. Um, especially for salmon, that's uh, that can be pretty important um, to get down to where they are because they're often right on the bottom of a deep river. And so you get this line that has like a little bit of weight in it. I think it's usually lead and it gets you gets your fly down a little deeper rather than having to add a bunch of sinkers. Um, yeah, so and then so you got your fly line. That's usually like I think you usually get about 90 feet of fly line. And then behind that, you want to tie on this. Um, it's kind of like braided line. It's, it's called backing and that's usually like 20 pound test braided backing. 
And so that goes on your reel in case you get a really big fish and it pulls all your fly line out. Then you at least have something that the fish can run with. Um, it's not very good to cast with, but it's there in case you get something big and it takes off and you you know need that extra length of line. So usually if you get a combo, the backing will come with it. If not, you want to buy that along with your fly line, uh, your reel, and your rod to make sure you got the complete setup. So that yeah, that's kind of your your main pieces that you want for your your fly rod. And then I'll get into some more of the smaller, less important things next. If that sounds good, I don't know if there's any questions yet. But. Um, we can hold off till questions. I'm sure they're all uh, uh, writing things down like I am. Well, I am anyway, <laughs> and. I'm sure I got some questions for you that I could throw out. So we can keep rolling if you like. Yeah, sounds good. You're on a roll. Um, I would, you know, if, and if you, obviously it's hard to remember all this information. So there's probably, I mean, there's tons of like YouTube videos and blogs. And if you just Google, um, you know, what kind of fly rod do I want or what all do I need for my setup? You can probably find something I could even throw together um, a little list and post it on the page or something later about just kind of the basics that you want. But there's a lot of great information out there. You probably get more than you bargain for because a lot of times people are trying to sell, you know, push things when they are trying to get put lists of stuff out there. But <clears throat> yeah, I mean, fly fishing, you, you can really go down the rabbit hole and some people get a little bit carried away and become gearheads. That's not really me because I've got a lot of other hobbies that are expensive too. So I can't always, you know, get the best um, gadgets and everything for my fly fishing. But right. it's definitely, you can definitely sink a lot of money in it if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay so so after you have your fly line your reel and your rod and your backing um then you got you want to think about uh, what's called the tippet or the kind of the terminal line um, what's going to attach to your fly and for that you usually want like clear monofilament or fluorocarbon leaders and you can get pre-packaged leaders at sportsman's um they're probably a little more expensive than if you just bought a couple spools of of uh, monofilament line and made your own leaders but those are kind of nice because they taper and uh they have different lengths and different uh breaking strengths you know different pound test so right. depending on what fish you're going after you can either buy those pre-packaged leaders or you can tie your own if you've got a couple spools of monofilament um and usually like i think people usually use you know six uh foot leaders but you can use longer leaders if the fish are like more spooky like a rainbow trout or um you know down in the lower 48 a brown trout or something most of our fish in alaska aren't too wary but sometimes they do get that way and you want a, a longer leader um the longer leaders are harder to cast but less likely to spook wary fish so if you can keep a shorter leader that's good because then you can cast better and um, yeah, it just makes, you know, less, there's less opportunity for things to tangle, that sort of thing. Um, so for, if, let's say you're going for grayling, you'll, you probably want a leader that has at the end of it, like four to six pound test. Um, and okay. that's usually pretty good for a grayling, even, you know, even your biggest grayling, that's not probably not going to break that line. Um, and for rainbow trout, you, they're obviously fighting a lot harder. They're usually bigger fish. I usually go uh, between eight to 15 pound test. Uh, for the end of the the tippet for that um and sometimes the eight pound i used because they are they were really um wary like down in south central alaska where i would fish for them and right. so you want to use the thinner uh, pound test because it's harder for the fish to see and so those wary fish they can they'll go after that more readily but if you can get away with it something like 10 to 15 pound test is better just so you um, can fight the fish a little more strongly and you've got more confidence that it's not going to break off 
Um, and if you're catching and catching and releasing fish, it's always good to go for heavier line if you can, um, because then you can bring them uh, to shore quicker and you don't exhaust them and, and it's less likely that they're going to be stressed out or, uh, or die later after you release them. So that's a consideration as well. Um, for pike, I always buy wire leaders. And uh, if you go to sportsman's, they don't always have them in stock. They probably would right now because it's not fly fishing season. But you can get special uh, fly fishing pike leaders that are just made out of a wire that you clip your pike fly onto. And those are really good and last for a long time. I usually can use one of those all summer uh, if I'm and you know, going for yeah, or there sometimes there's like a single strand wire. Um, uh-huh. It depends on the brand, but yeah, if you just look it up on Cabela's or, or stop by Sportsman's, you should be able to see them in the fly fishing section. I assume you could tie your own too, but I, I don't bother with that. I'm not going to like be doing crimping of wire and stuff. So, right. so I just go and, and buy the leader there at Sportsman's. Okay. Yeah. Um, for salmon. I'd say like 10 to 20 pound test, depending on, on the tippet, depending on the, the species you're going after and how big they are around Anderson. Usually I would use 10 pound because the, the fish aren't super big and they've swam a long ways already. And so they're, they're not like, you know, supercharged like they would be in the ocean or something. And then if I was going after like a, um, I don't know, a sockeye salmon that was straight out of the, the ocean, I would probably go for something much heavier, um, so that it wouldn't get away. Cause they, they do fight hard and jump a lot if they're close to the ocean and, and real bright. And, you know, for king salmon, you'd go, or any of the other big fish, like any uh, saltwater fish you might go after, um, you're going to want much heavier line. Like uh, for king salmon, like if I was fishing the Susitna River, I would go between 30 and 50 pound test because the Susitna is so, it's got a lot of dirt in it, it's turbid, so the fish aren't going to see the leader even if it's super thick. So you right. might as well just put on something really thick on there. If, if you're fishing for kings in a clearer river, um, then you might want to use something a little lighter, but I'd say like 30 to 50 pound test for them. So yeah, that's, that's the idea of the tippet. And like I said, you can um, kind of tie your own leaders or even just use like straight, uh, you know, monofilament line. You don't have to have it tapered. Tapering the leader makes it easier to cast. It'll cast farther. And that's what you get with the prepackaged leaders is it kind of starts with a thick um, butt section and then it goes out to the, the thinner tippet. Um, and some people just like to tie two to three sections of different strengths of line if they're doing it themselves. But I've just like put on straight 15 pound test to my fly line, uh, occasionally if I'm fishing for salmon or something and I'm not too worried about casting really far. So that's, uh, so that's kind of it about tippet. Um, I'll talk briefly about flies if that sounds good. There's a lot to think about there. That's, that's the confusing part. Yeah, I can get, uh. It can get yeah. pretty wacky. So, and I don't tie my own flies. I just kind of like, that's another thing where I'd rather just spend some money and not, you know, use all my time doing that. Cause I've got other things to do, but some people are, you know, very, very talented fly tires and they can tie works of art. So I have great, great respect for those people, but I just don't have time for that. And so usually I just go to sportsman's or big rays fly shop here in town or um, some of my friends that tie, sometimes I'll pay them especially for like king salmon flies that are uh, real specialty items and can be mm-hmm. expensive to tie. So I'll just go, go ahead and buy them usually. But uh, I'll just go over some of the <clears throat> kind of the main types that you want to think about depending on what fish species you're going after. Um, but for, so, you know, the kind of the classic thing you think of when you're t- thinking about fly fishing is dry flies. So those are the ones that um, kind of have feathers and hackle and, and sit on top of the water. And then the fish rises out of the water and grabs them. And in Alaska, um, 
we don't have a lot of fish that, that will rise to a dry fly. We've got grayling and then sometimes rainbows will go up uh, after the, the dry fly. Most of the fish like to stay under the surface and they're a little more wary. So, But if you do have find some nice grayling and you're seeing them rise to flies and stuff on the surface, then you can go with a dry fly. And there's obviously tons of different sizes that you can look at. Like if you go to sportsman's or big rays, there'll be a big table with all these little boxes on it that have different sizes and colors of flies. So it can be pretty intimidating to try to pick out um, something. But I would recommend if you're getting, if you just want, I would say start out with maybe like a dozen flies and um, they're usually like a dollar to $3 a piece. So they can get a little spendy, but if you want some, a good selection of dry flies, you could talk to the person at the fly shop and say, um, why don't you give me like a half dozen or a dozen of the flies you'd recommend for grayling the sizes and colors and usually they'll give you a good selection uh, to start out with rather than you kind of, you know, wondering over all these different, no different flies. Uh, yeah. yeah. Floundering. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's what, uh, what I recommend. That's what I do. Like if I'm somewhere where I don't know uh, which flies to use, I'll just, you, who better to talk to than the fly shop guys who usually know a lot about um, what's working at the moment and, and uh, what is good to, to use. So, yeah, it's good to just ask them about the dry flies. Um, and then if you get, if you use a lot of dry flies, you want this stuff called fly floatant. It's just like an oil in a tube that, or a powder that costs a couple bucks, and you kind of um, dip your fly in that if it starts sinking too much, and then it'll stay on the surface of the water better. So that's important to have, too, if you do a lot of dry fly fishing. Otherwise, your fly will just start sinking after a while. After it gets and what's kind of it called logged. again? It's called floatant. One of the popular brands is Gink is what it's called, but... Yeah, if you just go to any fly shop, you'll see little tubes of it or little um, tins of powder that you just dip your fly in to keep it from afloat, basically. Okay. You could probably even spray your fly with WD-40, and that would work. Okay. Yeah, so that's dry flies. And like I said, that's good for grayling, sometimes rainbow trout. And, and then like any of the stocked um, salmon or fish and in interior, you could probably catch them on, on dry flies, too. Um, and then, so then I'll talk about wet flies, which are ones that go below the surface. And oftentimes they're trying to, well, I should say like the dry flies are trying to imitate, um, you know, obviously terrestrial insects or flying insects that would land on the water that the fish would be eating. The wet flies are trying to imitate aquatic insects or, you know, snails or worms or things like that, that the fish might encounter under the surface. And, um, so again, there's a lot of different colors and sizes of, of those wet flies, my favorite fly, if I'm going for grayling or, or rainbow trout, are these things called beadhead nymphs. And they basically have a little metal bead on the front and then kind of a sleek um, body with like some quills and a little bit of feather hackle. And those are nice because they have a little bit of weight to them from the bead. And so they'll sink nicely. You don't have to add a bunch of sinkers um, to your tippet, which is good. And then uh, it'll get down to the fish. And it looks just like, like if you turned over a rock in uh, one of the streams around Anderson, you probably see some mayflies and stoneflies, and those bead-headed nymphs look, um, you know, very much alike those little critters that you would find naturally there. So that's always a good way to go. Um, and then there's all sorts of different types of wet flies, from like shrimp imitations, you know, freshwater shrimp imitations, to worms, to you know, any number of things. So again, I wouldn't get too carried away, or or, um, or you know, kind of. I guess floundering, like you said, about the, the wet fly selection. Again, you could ask the, the fly shop guy, and they'd probably give you a really good um, idea of the sizes and colors and, and types of flies to get. 
and uh yeah so that's wet flies um and that would be good for like rainbow trout grayling uh the stocked fish even sometimes salmon will will hit nymphs um especially like sockeye salmon or reds they'll they'll a lot of people fish for them with smaller nymphs so um and then next would which would be pretty important would be streamers and that's what are good for our big salmon and pike and she fish um, they're basically imitating either like a bait fish that a pike or something would go after or for salmon they're just like a bright color that basically maddens the fish gets it angry and aggressive enough to hit and so <clears throat> for those streamers um, they're usually a little more expensive and there's quite a diff- few different varieties of them too but uh, again, the fly shop people will help you. And if you're going for pike, um, you want something that basically looks like a, a fish that a pike might see, like a little lake chub or a white fish or something. So kind of light-colored, long, uh, thin streamers are good. Um, if there's little eyes on them, sometimes there's eyes or little cone, metal cone heads. Those are nice too because that helps uh, them sink a little bit. And then you don't have to put on as much sinker sinkers. Um, and then for salmon, you basically want to go with just really ostentatious colors. Uh, that could be pink, blue, chartreuse, uh, purple, black. Um, there's a lot of different thoughts on on what colors work well for salmon in like different lights, like at night or when it's really bright out or when it's overcast. And then also if the water is dark and turbid or if it's really clear, there's different ideas about what's good for that. Um, but oftentimes I like to go with black or purple. Like if I'm in, if I'm fishing for salmon around Anderson, black or purple works really good. And then like a, if there's a, like a big cone head or, or the, the metal eyes on the front of the streamer, um, mm-hmm. that's nice to get it down a little bit as well. So that's kind of my go-to. Um, yes. Yeah, so that's about it for streamers. And then there are, there are what's called topwater flies as well. So these are like a bass popper, basically, you know, if you've ever fished for bass yeah. down in the lower 48, there's something that floats on the surface and makes the fish think that it's like a frog or, or something that or maybe even a mouse that's skittering along the surface. So, if you fish for pike or she fish, um, those topwater flies can be can be effective, and so you can get ones that look like frogs or like mice. Or um, I think there was an, even a, like a baby duckling one I found once. So, uh, wow. Places, okay. So you know, sportsmen's and big rays will have flies like that, and and then uh, yeah, if you go for pike, those are those are ones that you can try. Um, she fish, if you can find them, they'll hit those too. And I guess trout once in a while will hit, will go after mice as well. Cause they found some trout with shrews and stuff in their bellies. So if you find the right setting, you can probably catch trout on like the top water mice flies as well, but I've never really tried that. Okay. Definitely. They've done it with for pike though. It's really fun. Uh, really exciting to get the, I bike, the hit uh, really cool. Seeing them breach. Yeah, exactly. They just, they just make a huge splash, especially the big ones when they're going after um, your top water flies. It's, it's pretty exciting. And it kind of has to be pretty aggressive fish for that to work. But if you can get it to work, man, is it fun. Cool. So if, okay. if you went out somewhere like at Minto or the Inoko River on the Yukon, I think those topwater flies would work really good for big pike. Around Fairbanks, it's kind of tough to get them to hit that because they have seen a thing or two. And so they're not quite as eager to, to go after something that looks a little suspicious. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. Okay. Okay. So that's mainly in the flies. And then there is this whole kind of if you're going after trout um or steelhead a lot of people use these beads or glow bugs and it's basically flies that imitate uh salmon eggs and that gets pretty technical i won't go into that too much but you know you have to kind of um, pick the right size of bead and the right color sometimes for the rainbow trout 
and then people will pin them on their line um, above a hook. So the rigs can get kind of, um, well, tangle prone and, and there's a lot going on to them. It's, uh, it's kind of a specialized thing. And so I won't go into that too much, uh, but I'm already to... tangle prone. I don't need help. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, those things take forever to tie up those rigs with the beads. You got beads, sinkers, and then a little indicator on it. So it, there's a lot going on there. A lot of, possibility to tangle up but um they are very effective for rainbow trout and steelhead in the areas where you know uh, salmon are and where there's a lot of pressure fishing pressure that those are some of the effective ways to get them on beads Um, so yeah that's about it for the flies and then of course if you're using those wet flies usually you want to add like a a split shot you know a lead split shot that you can crimp on the line uh, to let it sink a little faster unless you're in like a lake or something where there's no current if you don't add weight to your fly, oftentimes it won't get down to where the fish are um, or for streamers for salmon and stuff too. If you don't have one of those conehead um, flies, then you can put, start putting uh, lead uh, split shots on your line to get it down to where it needs to be. So those are good things to bring too. Um, for the wet flies, you know, you know, with a dry fly, you can tell when you get a bite because the fish will jump out of the water and you can see it for wet flies. You don't always have that luxury. Um, you can't, you can't necessarily see if something's biting your fly. So oftentimes you put a little, looks like a bobber or a little piece of foam or a little piece of um, hair sometimes, depending on the kind you get, but it's called an indicator. And you can put that on your line above the split shot. And then if it goes under the water, you know that you're getting a bite or that you snag something. So a lot of people use that with beads and with wet flies. For the streamers, um, you're pretty much going by feel, you know, because you're fishing for salmon or pike, they're going to hit pretty hard. So you're just going to be pulling in your streamer and then you're going to feel something on the end and, and set the hook. So for that one, you don't need an indicator. But, okay. So that's how that goes. Um, then I, I'll talk briefly about just some other accessories, if that sounds good, that are good yep. to have with you. Uh, like I said, there's so many things you can buy that, you know, a lot of people think, oh, you'd never need that and you don't, but um, there are some, certainly some staples that are good to bring along with you and, and so some people have like a vest or a backpack or a little chest pack that they'll bring with all their flies and that sort of thing. So that's good to carry too, because it's kind of a pain to be carrying around a tackle box all the time. So it's nice right. to have something that that's just on you, on your person, especially if it's like on your chest, you can just grab the flies you want and the tools you want pretty easily that way, um, like with a vest or a chest pack. So that's good to have. I mentioned the, the fly floatant, um, just the it's just this liquid or powder you put on your fly that keeps it afloat so usually you want to have that in your in your kit if you're doing uh, dry fly fishing you want a fly box usually i like to have like a two-sided box where one side is um, some wet flies and the other side is some dry flies to kind of separate them out and then i'll have sometimes like a streamer box or a pike box and bring them all bring them along if i need them you know depending on what i'm fishing for that day um then you want uh, like those lead split shot sinkers and you can buy a little kind of round carousel looking thing that gives you a whole bunch of different sizes of those. So those are nice because depending on what you're fishing for, you might need a really heavy split shot or you might just want something subtle. Um, so it's good to have different sizes of that and that those little things work good. Um, okay. So a little pair of nippers is good, like fingernail clippers to cut line. I I was guilty of doing this a lot, but I would cut line with my teeth and now I've got some really jagged teeth um, thanks to that. And, and my dentists are always mad at me, but if you have those nippers, uh, then you don't screw up your teeth. So that's a good thing to, to have along as well. And you never know when you might need them to cut something or other. Um, yeah. Or a little, a little okay. knife is good too, especially for keeping fish. Uh, and then forceps or pliers uh, to get flies out of fish. 
and out of yourself sometimes. It's nice to have those. If you if you snag right. yourself with a fly, you can use the plier to get it out. Because um, if it's a, a barbed hook, sometimes it'll uh, it'll stick in you pretty good. I remember my I snagged myself in the knee once, and I couldn't get it, the hook out. So definitely needed the pliers for that. Um, yeah, let's see what else. Um, a net is good to have, especially if you're catching releasing fish, and especially if they're a bigger, uh, stronger fish, like say a pike or a salmon or a she fish. Um, it's good to get them in that net because they can take off so fast if you don't secure them that they might like break your rod or break the line if it's wrapped around something. So if you have that right. net, then you basically are securing them. And and especially if you're catching releasing, it's nice to have that net so you can keep them in the water and take the fly out without, you know, kind of squeezing them and, and pulling them above the surface of the water too much. Yeah. Um, then, then you can release them without much stress. So that's good to have. Um, let's see. Yeah. Uh, some extra leaders are always good to bring like those prepackaged leaders or some spools of monofilament. If you want to tie your own leaders, always bring that along because you might snag something and then break off your entire leader, which is really maddening. But uh, it happens a lot if you're, especially if, if you're fishing for like rainbow trout where you're, you've got a nymph down in uh, an area with a lot of roots and, and log jams and that sort of thing, you're going to lose uh, your leaders sometimes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that's kind of the highlights. Um, nothing else is popping to mind right now. I know there's a lot to, to remember. It's kind of a specialized sport. And, and like I said, you can really go down a rabbit hole with it. But I, I think uh, those are some of the, the things that you would want to kind of pull together over time to, to get yourself a nice fly fishing setup. I mean, all you really need is just the fly rod, reel, line, uh, a little bit of monofilament, and then one or two flies if you really want to get started, you know, casting and, and that sort right. of thing, and then kind of build on that. Um, but all those other things are to you <laughs> <laughs> our casting professional <laughs> yeah yeah we'll see that should we'll be fun see. yeah i know <laughs> yeah i know I'd, i'll say but <laughs> how that's i'm i you know i'm not an amazing casting instructor or anything but i think i can give some good tips and and then you know the best practice is just going out there and doing it yourself, especially on the water. And uh, and so, but having a nice, you know, having me come and, and give at least a nice kind of base of knowledge will be good. And I'm happy to do that. And I think that'll be a lot yeah, of fun. Definitely. All righty. Well, great presentation tonight. I do have a couple questions I'm going to throw at you. Cool. Um, I did. I I took notes on it all the way through here. So. I, I oh, usually good. do have our fish talk. <laughs> <laughs> so when we were talking about the rods, you know, you were talking about four piece rods and two piece rods and up to six and eight piece rods for the mini sets, you know, that really yeah. break down for, is there really any difference? I mean, is there a difference in feel? Is there a difference or are you just going to know that when you got a hit, you got a hit? You That's know, a really a good question. About, yeah, you know, they you hear a lot of people. Well, is that two piece rod or is that one piece rod or this or that? You know, um, I look at it as you know, I'm I'm a billiard player. I'm a pool player, and uh, you know, between two piece sticks and if you have a custom one piece done, you know, the hit's totally different. The feel is different. So, you know, that's one question I had was, you know, is the difference in these rods gonna you know, make anything easier or harder, you know, to feel a fish bite or to cast or anything. 
That's a very, very good question. And um, the answer is that obviously like a single piece rod is going to perform a little better because it just has a little more backbone, doesn't have that connection, um, you know, the, the joint. But I think, you know, over the years, th these uh, multi-piece rods have been around so long that I don't really notice any difference. Um, okay. You know, even I, well, I haven't used like the really like the seven piece rods. My dad does have one of those, but he uses it for pretty small fish. So Right. There's no real la lack of performance there. Um, but like with a four-piece rod, that's, like I said, primarily what all rods are now is four-piece. Okay. There are there are a few, maybe two pieces left. I don't know. But um, but yeah, they, the engineering has come a long ways with these fly rods, and there's such a big market for it, all these different brands that they there's really not much of a, a difference in feel between the, the rods of different pieces. But, you know, obviously, ideally, in an ideal world, you, you could have a one-piece rod that would, you wouldn't have any of those joints or anything like that, like that. And it would probably give you a little better fight, a little better feel, but um, okay. I, I don't think there's too much to worry about there. The, the one thing is if you have like one of those seven piece rods, it's really easy to lose one of the pieces. That's a problem. Uh, so, right. <laughs> you know, the pieces are smaller, they're more numerous. And so it's easier to like drop one or, you know, have one fall out of your pack or something. There are lots of good cases you can get that hold them, but that's one thing to, to you know, think about is the more pieces, the easier it is to lose one. Right. Okay. All right. Um, the other question I had is, um, is fly friction on uh, say like uh, our slews out here and that sort of thing. Um, is it, is it harder to learn on the faster moving water? Do you recommend us starting out on ponds? Do you, I mean, it's just one question I had, and I'm sure a lot of listeners are wondering the same thing. Yeah, you that's know, a good question. Go right out to the slough and just start whipping it out there, or should we start on a pond or something that we can, you know, generally control a little better? Yeah, I'd say um, like a lawn or a soccer field or your backyard is a good place to kind of play around and start some casting. But then again, there's no real no. no um, problem with just jumping in and trying something on the water too and just getting right. out there because you're more more motivated out there like you're like dang it i can't reach this fish so you try harder try different things and you're yeah. and you're you know um i guess that's a, a good way to learn things too but uh, i would recommend people like go to the the field of the school or your backyard and practice some casting there you can put um like a little bit of fluff on the end of your your fly line or uh, or a, a um, fly without a hook on it to do some casting practice and that's yeah. good to just get the the motion down and, and work on a little bit of distance casting but but yeah no problem with like going to the slough and you probably won't have to cast too far if, especially if you're going after like salmon or something you can get pretty close to them and right. uh just get basically if you can get to the, the fly to them you're doing it right it doesn't have to be pretty so uh, right. you know just exactly. being out there and trying different things is the, the way to do it um okay. for grayling and with dry flies you might need a little more practice because sometimes you're, you're farther away from them and and you want to cast farther but yeah i notice when you see grayling like in some of the little creeks and this and that as soon as you cast the shadow or get up close on them they move out pretty good you know yeah. or move to deeper water so to speak Okay, right. but the salmon, yeah, would be the most forgiving, and and you don't have to cast very far. Sometimes it'll come right up to your boots if you stay still and, and bite a fly. So uh, right. they're definitely a, a good one to start on, and then you kind of you, you you pick it up pretty quick if you're actually practicing it and and catching fish and that sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. 
And uh, yeah, good note out there. I just saw Sarah just uh, chimed in, recommend anywhere that doesn't have trees or bushes. That, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Sarah, have you caught a few bushes and trees? <laughs> all righty well let's open the floor up and see if we have any questions out there yes she did she says oh yeah she's had her share of uh you know those are called uh those are spruce fish just remember that (laughs) (laughs) all righty we do have a lot of listeners on right now Uh, does anyone have any questions for uh for Kevin right now in talking about fly fishing, as you know, we've been talking about this, uh, since the beginning of the show. And since Kevin has, uh, uh, joined the air with us and, uh, been a part of our community that, uh, we have quite a few people that, uh, want to learn how to do this fly fishing stuff. Um, the lines are open right now. If you have any questions or you can post them in the chat box for Kevin and, uh, I'm looking I'm really looking forward to this. Um, it sounds like a lot of fun. Like I said, I was wandering around in sportsman's and, you know, and a matter of fact, I was also at, uh, uh, the other place, um, where you and I, uh, found each other a couple of weeks ago. Okay. I can't remember. Uh, frontier outfitters, frontier, frontier outfitters. Yes. Uh, they even have a couple sets there of yeah. the, uh, fly uh fly fishing combos and miss karen's on and she said she's got a combo already so uh Excellent. she's already ahead of the rest of us you know <laughs> yeah i mean you can even i think even walmart has fly fishing combos too so it's not limited to just the outdoor stores either right okay all right uh floors open any questions you got for kevin uh since we got him on the air right now, I know we're all excited to give this a shot this spring. And that brings up another thing. You know, we, we're going to have to go check out Long Pond and Round Pond over here and uh, get you to drone those out and see what we got floating around in there because those would be excellent spots to fish. Round Pond has actually a nice little beach we can set at, you know, and uh, you can actually get around it and move around. I've seen stuff moving around in there, but I, you know, I, I never really thought about the whole fishing thing lately. And uh, when I do there, of course, I'm looking for mammals moving around. And, uh, but, uh, <laughs> <let's see. laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, I got to, I got to drop my while and look in the water. <laughs> oh, yeah well All that right. sounds really good and and uh maybe in the next couple of weeks i'll get down there i managed to drop my auger down the hole on our last trip in delta so i'm kind of putting piecing my my kit back together but in you, the next couple weekends i might ball, do right? a you trip your auger <laughs> what's that you still got the head you just dropped the auger down in there yeah you i so i use this it's like a cordless drill that hooks to this auger plate and it was just the little um like the you know fifty dollar uh, auger part that the bolt came off it and it just dropped down the hole and I could see it down there at the bottom of my hole. It was really a maddening. But, yeah. So I had to order a few parts, but it, it should be ready in the, the next couple of weeks and I might come down there. Okay. But yeah. Great. I would also plug. Um, so I'm the president of the midnight sun fly casters in Fairbanks. So that's just a nonprofit fly fishing group that's been around since 1976. And if you want to, you know, learn more about the areas fishing and, and kind of get in with that group. Definitely check us out on, on Facebook. 
Um, we've okay. been doing virtual meetings and then recording them on YouTube as well. Like I just mentioned uh, yeah. last week, I did a talk about New Zealand fly fishing, which was a lot of fun. So definitely check us out on there. And then we do uh, the club does a kids camp. So for kids age 10 to 16, I believe um, it's like a week long camp at Lost Lake out near Salcha, the Boy Scout camp there. And, and kids can learn fly casting, fly tying, fish identification, aquatic in, invertebrate identification. Uh, the club's Whoa. been doing that for many years. So if you do have hey, some, uh, you know, that's June. I'd have to look at our, our website, but it's, uh, I think it's like the second week of June is when that's occurring. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's a pretty cool, pretty cool thing. If you got, um, you know, a kid or know a kid that, that wants to learn that and, and, uh, the instructors are really good and, and very knowledgeable. So, okay. Do me a favor, share your, uh, page for the, uh, fly fishing for your page. Go ahead and share sure. it on the poll for me, would you? And okay. uh, that we can get connected to it. Um, yeah, yeah, that's really neat that they're going to do the you know the kids thing out there. Um, uh, we've got some grandkids that'll be coming up in the summer, and uh, you know I know there's probably a few around here that would probably enjoy getting into something like that. You know, yeah, definitely check it out. Um, basically, the a parent or guardian has to be with the kid, and there is a. Uh, a cost, but there's a link to an app application on our website and I'll post the, that information soon. Okay. If somebody wants, you know, if anybody wants to check it out more. Yeah. Karen posted the perils of ice fishing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you lost your auger. <laughs> this, this lake we went to, I seem to have a mishap every time we go there. Last time I, I think I lost one of my burbot set lines and the battery ran out in my drill. So I couldn't drill any more holes. So it's kind of a gear killer, this lake. <laughs> And which lake is that? So I don't go there. <laughs> oh, it's uh can't tell you lake. Yeah, I can't tell you lake. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get you off air. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, great job tonight. Thank you again, Kevin. Um, we'll throw it out there one more time. If you have any questions uh, for Kevin, um, you're more than welcome to hop on the air right now. The uh, app is open for calls and also the direct line here at the Pulse. And uh, let's see here if we get any hot action. Anyone has any questions? I do know that there's, uh, I see quite a few people on here that I do know are excited about this. And uh, I, for myself, I've, I'm feeling like a kid again. I can't wait to jump into this, uh, this spring and summer and uh, really enjoy the, try this fly fishing thing out and see if I'm, uh, I'm apt to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's awesome yeah. can't wait to to meet you guys out there to do some of this as well it'll be fun definitely all righty one more shot here anyone else have any questions for kevin all right we're we're hearing those crickets again <laughs> all right sounds good hey well, well thanks for having me on and and uh maybe next week we can do it again and talk about i don't maybe i'll put a poll up to see if uh, what people might be interested in another fish species feature or, or something else to do with fishing. Um, pretty much whatever you guys want to talk about, about fish, I'm up for it. So definitely. All right. Once again, Kevin, you know what? Thank you for your support of the show. Appreciate having you on. Um, like I said, you're definitely a member of our community and a member of our family. Uh, both you and Sarah, the other half there. Don't worry. <laughs> I see you on there. I see you hiding. 
All righty. Well, Kevin, once again, thank you again, and uh, really appreciate having you on the air. And look forward to doing more fish talk in the future. And Absolutely. like always, if I get any questions for you, I'll, I'll, I'll get them to you. Um, also, you guys can send me questions here on the air. Uh, you can send that to the pulse in Anderson and Ninana at gmail.com. And uh, which I seem to get a lot of messages that way lately. Um, the uh, email has been rocking. All righty, Kevin, thank you once again. I will let you go and enjoy the rest of your evening. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks, Brett. Have a good evening, everybody. And uh, we'll uh, talk to you next week, no doubt. All right. Thanks again, Kevin. Appreciate it. All righty. Thank you once again, Mr. Kevin Fraley, for getting on the air with us and having fish talk tonight. It's been a great, great show. I, for myself, am uh, looking real. Uh, it's, uh, it's coming. You know, this winter is going by pretty darn fast. And uh, there, I'm not jinxing us. I knocked on wood again. Um, look at us. We're already into the third week of January. Um, temperatures are great out there. And, uh, I, for one, am just been enjoying being able to get outside without, uh, uh, finding that cold spot. Um, I've actually just been going even to work in just a, a normal t-shirt and, and jeans lately. It's kind of nice. Alrighty. So fish talk is, uh, Let's see here. Oh, I was just trying to catch that. Ah, okay. We do got some out there. Well, welcome to the show. Um, like I said, uh, hope you enjoyed Fish Talk with Kevin. So I got some announcements to make. Uh, first thing, of course, we've been talking about on the air of uh, our community gatherings and stuff that we're getting together here. Um, the, uh, where we're going to do, uh, where, uh, uh, Ninana has, uh, has Sunday soup day. We're going to be doing some stuff here in Anderson and, uh, we've, uh, already targeted a date for our first day of doing it. We're going to be doing a community cook here. Uh, we have our location already, uh, set up and also, uh, um, the first day of it, uh, that we're going to get the word out for, um, is going to be Saturday, uh, the 30th, January 30th, that is going to be our first, uh, community cook day here. And, uh, we're still working some details out. Um, uh, we are going to have a get together this weekend, um, Saturday at 11 AM. Uh, for those that, uh, want to get involved in this, um, uh, you can contact me uh, here at The Pulse. Um, you can, of course, instant message me on Facebook, and uh, we're going to start getting some things together. we got a lot of amazing things uh, coming together here for the community, and uh, uh, I, for myself, am very grateful to uh, all of you that uh, are coming together and and putting Anderson uh, back together. Anderson's kind of fallen away on the wayside when it comes to uh, community strength and uh, just uh, uh, 
you know, being there for each other. And uh, that was the whole premise of this show when we first started. And of course, it's come a long way. And for it coming a long way, it's, you know, it has to do with all of you and everyone here. Of course, our, our, we do have, I, I use the term, pillars of our community here. And we have quite a few of those here. And just to see the love and the outreach that is happening right now in our town is just amazing. And yes, thank you for putting that. We are Anderson Strong, definitely. Um we've got a lot of things in the works. Like I said, uh, you know, um, we've got it, uh, happening right now to where we're going to start this, uh, community cooking here, uh, for our fine people here in Anderson that need a little help. Um, we're also planning on getting, uh, some parades going, you know, 4th of July. We want to bring back that small town home, you know, community strength again. And it's really been uh, uh, a great journey. uh, We started this in November. Uh, Once again, tonight is our 30th show. And, um, you know, from me to you guys, uh, uh, it is my honor to be your host and have you all a part of our lives here. And... uh, this thing is all it's going to do is go upwards. We have a lot of people in the area to thank, you know, um, especially, uh, the people behind the scenes. And I know I put this out there a lot, but, uh, I just want to make sure that they know, you know, um, that they are thanked. Uh, we've got our, of course, our, our workers here in Anderson, you know, at the city building, um, the DMV office, the post office, and, uh, of course our mayor, that's uh, stuck in the, you know, knee deep in paperwork, uh, keeping our community strong, our EMS, you know, uh, chief Scott, uh, everyone here has been turning our community around and I've seen it happen. The amazing thing is, is I've seen such a dramatic change just in the last year here in town that, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely fills my heart, uh, with a lot of love and seeing what's going on. Like I said, we got a lot of things coming up in the future. Um, and of course we still have, uh, you know, uh, um, our COVID to worry about, uh, hopefully those days are going to be shrinking. It was wonderful news tonight just to know that, uh, you know, our vaccines, uh, that have been administered here in Alaska, you know, almost 60,000 vaccines and uh, 50,000 cases. So, you know, we surpassed our caseload. We have lost, you know, um, the deaths as of yesterday, uh, you know, have risen to 251 here in Alaska. And my heart goes out to all those families, friends, and neighbors that have lost a loved one to this, you know, um, there's, there's nothing in the world that could, uh, you know, disrupt a life or put you in a depressed state than losing a family member or a friend or anyone that is with you on a, uh, 
you know, a daily or weekly basis. So that is our mission right now. Our mission is to turn those frowns upside down. Of course, a couple of weeks ago, we had our happy show. Uh, the happy show was amazing. And uh, matter of fact, I received a lot of emails about that. And, uh, you know, that's where we need to point in this direction, especially for 2021. 2020 is in our rearview mirror. Uh, we did talk about, you know, it wasn't all bad. We've had plenty of blessings. Um, the blessings just that we're all still here. We're fighting strong. Um, you know, there's uh, a lot of strength here. Um, we've we've had our ups and downs, but one thing Alaska does is they do bounce back. Uh, we're starting to see to where, you know, um, it's coming around right now. Uh, they've been talking about, of course, the summer right now. And um, summer is uh, is just around the corner where things are, uh, um, they're getting ready to get rolling again. Um, we took a hard hit this last summer for, of course, our, uh, our vacation traffic. Uh, it took its toll on, of course, small business. Um, it took a toll on our economy. Of course, they did push out uh, the travel arrangements on cruise lines, which cruise lines are, of course, a huge part of our income here in Alaska. But other things are moving in the right direction. I've noticed a lot of things happening at Denali that is getting ready to roll for the summer. Uh, they're already currently putting out positions, uh, getting summer workers ready. Um, I did hear a lot that, of course, in the village in Denali, you know, that uh, a lot of our our vendors are going to be coming back and getting open. Um, for those of you that, uh, you know, cruised through there this summer, it uh, it wasn't normal for us, you know going through Denali and seeing the boardwalk shut up and, you know, only a couple stores open here and there. And, uh, you know, it's one of my joys is just to go down there, sit at the coffee shop on the boardwalk and people watch. I mean, seeing people of all walks of life, you know, seeing Alaska for their first time and them staring at the peaks and, you know, our glaciers and just the smiles of seeing, you know, happy families and, and people together, you know, um, it's coming back. Um, it's like I said, uh, we are Alaska and we are Anderson strong. We are Alaska strong. And, you know, we, we've just got to start looking for the light. Um, we're going to keep those happy shows going because it is happy. You know, everyone has blessings every day out there. And sometimes we get uh, complacent and just don't notice what's going on around us. So for those of the, those that uh, feel like uh, there's not a lot of good going around right now, there is a lot. Open your eyes, see it. See the smiles on your neighbor's faces. Um, you know, uh, reach out. We have a lot of people that are, you know, we're alone during the holidays that I know we've made some calls out to 
and uh, made sure that we touched their lives and made sure they weren't alone for the holidays. The holidays here in Alaska are always amazing. Whether it's a quick jump to help the children of the, uh, you know, school center here over this last Christmas, um, the things that the community came together for, you know, for the 50-50 raffle for the Christmas, you know, for the children that couldn't go home for Christmas, to even our little bazaars and, you know, the outreach of going to our community bonfire over, you know, New Year's Eve to uh, go into Clear Sky for New Year's and and listen to, you know, um, DJ Karen just uh, rip it off on some tunes, you know. These are all things that make us amazing here. And uh, there's no one that can match that. And we always have something to look up to here in Alaska to put a smile on our face, whether it's walking outdoors and just smelling the fresh air to seeing the snow on the ground, to going out to when it's minus 30 degrees and we stand in our driveway just to catch an Aurora sighting. You know, these are the things that make us who we are here. And we're lucky to have that. We're very lucky to have that. So if there's one thing I can say out there is with all of us being in such a wonderful place, yes, we all have problems every now and then. Put that smile on. Be kind out there. You know, we we have a lot of we have a lot of people that could use just a smile or just someone to say hi. Because that one little smile or that one little saying of hi you know, could change that person's day dramatically. And it could turn a lot of things around. You know, we talk about how our children are doing right now. Um, Of course, school just started this last Tuesday, full-time school. Everyone went back to school. I, you know, have knowledge of, of what Miss Susie goes through, you know, with the buses and this and that of getting things kicked off and and going again. And these kids have been off for a long time, and they've been bounced back and forth between distance learning and being back in school. And, you know, it's hasn't been an easy thing for both the children and the parents out there. And we have a lot to catch up on this year. And we can't look back and say that we didn't try because right now is that time to try. It's time to make things better. It's time to smile at your neighbor. It's time to help out when you can. It's time to help those small businesses make it through right now. It's time to make sure that those teachers, you know, the principal, um, the administration, everything that they have the support they need. It's time to make sure that we're there for EMS, for fire, for our city workers, for everyone that's involved in making our community a community. 
the most wonderful thing I saw this year, and I saw how many smiles it put on faces, was just seeing our fire trucks in Anderson lit up with Christmas music blaring, driving down our streets, stopping to see the children, handing out presents for our community. Those are the things that you don't see every day. Those are things that you don't find in normal everyday cities. This is a place to be joyful. This is a time to be joyful. It's a time to make things happen. And the time is now. So as I'm running on tonight, I just want you to know that myself and a lot of others here in the community have made a pact to make things better here. There's a lot of people on here tonight that uh, have been here their whole lives. They've watched this community go up and down and up and down. And it's time to bring those smiles back to our faces. It's time to make it happen. All right, I've gotten that out tonight. I'm going to open the floor up tonight. We've had a wonderful show tonight. We've had uh, a wonderful talk with uh, Kevin out there. Thank you again, Kevin. If there's anyone that would like to throw anything out right now, you're more than welcome to. I'm going to go ahead and open the uh, Pulse line up here. The app is open right now and also the direct line to the Pulse. And let's see here. I'm going to go ahead and pulse, pop that number here up on the screen. Let's see here. Direct line to the Pulse, of course, is 360-207-0477. Actually, it looks like I've got some messages coming through on the Pulse line right now. Let's see here. Uh let me throw that line up there. I'm uh, receiving. <laughs> that number is also tech savvy also for the Pulse, uh, 360-207-0477. Uh, Kevin, you just got a shout out from about three people thanking you for being on the show tonight and uh, that you are definitely appreciated. <laughs> and it looks like uh, Susie just posted up there. We want to make our town smile and let them know that we are all in this together and that we care. That is the truth. Um, I see a lot of people on the show tonight that I know, and uh, we're going to make this better. We we are. We, it's, it's time to do it, and uh, this is our time to shine. You know, nothing else matters that's, that's going on that is more important than making sure that we are strong here and that we're there to help out. Anderson comes together in an amazing fashion when things happen. Uh, of course, when we had the Kobe fire so close, I saw a, uh, a lot of, uh, I saw a lot of people come together, you know, when it was getting scary, when the fire was getting close to us. I saw, you know, community members coming together um, 
it was amazing to see. It really was. And I think that's when I just started noticing that uh, it's starting to come together again. All right. Uh, Eileen, I just I just saw Miss Queen Eileen on there. She said, your chat's not working. I'm not able to see anyone's post. Okay, I'm able to see you. I'm going to throw out a test here. Test for Eileen. Let's see. Eileen, were you able to see that pop up? Let's see here. No? You weren't able to? Huh. Wow, that's kind of odd. I don't know if anyone else... Uh, is anyone else having problems with chat out there right now with the chat box? I don't... Uh... Okay, you saw it there. All right. Yours is working. Everyone's is working, Eileen. Um, looks like yours is, uh, yep, Brad's working. Okay. It may be, uh, it may just be a technical area, error, area, error on one side or the other. But uh, let you know, I can see you posting, Eileen. Um, and I think everyone else, uh, yeah, the gremlins got you. Don't get them wet. <laughs> Karen's throwing out glitch in the matrix. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Has something to do with being here in Anderson, maybe. Maybe because we're in the bush. Actually, I just saw someone else on here, too. Uh, Captain Jimmy's on. Jimmy, are you still here with us? And don't feed the gremlins after midnight. Jimmy, if you're with us, go ahead and throw something out for us uh, on the chat line. Let me know that you're still here. And if not, uh, I'll definitely throw you a shout out. Jimmy is, uh, of course, down from the Gulf down in Texas. And uh, I think I lost him here. Well, Jimmy, if you're listening, shout out to you. Thanks for joining us. I saw you were on, uh, on the show. And uh, appreciate you coming to see us again. All righty. Uh, more things coming up that are good uh miss miss karen uh southwood from the hood she's been posting a lot of stuff of course here on the uh on the anderson page along with the pulse page of uh you know stuff that's happened here in anderson over the years uh i was really it, it was really awesome to see the post office one i think it was in 1984 was when we got the post office here and of course, uh, yeah, see, I got a pretty decent memory. Um, Miss Eileen on here, you know, talking about uh, next year, 2022 is going to be the 60th anniversary of Anderson. Yeah, I know. It's really cool. Karen, believe me, you are much appreciated for all the history that you're throwing out. Um, see, I told you you're Andersonologist. It's really cool that you were able to find this stuff. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> yep. See, you are, you're, you're, you are our Andersonologist. <laughs> so with that being said, um, as I talked about before, our first start to this is, uh, putting together our food program here in the community of Anderson. Um, it has been confirmed that we are going to meet Saturday at 11 a.m. at, uh, 
the North Star Community Church. I will be there just prior to 11 to get things opened up. We're going to meet down there. We're going to uh, uh, do an inventory of stuff, see what we're going to need to get things cooking on the following week. Also talk about, uh, you know, how many people are uh, going to be involved in this and helping out and uh, also getting together our donations and that sort of thing. And uh, you're welcome to get in on this. Um, like I said, this is going to be a great thing for everything that we're doing here. And, um, you know, uh, I, I really am hoping that everything we do here in Anderson is uh, going to, you know, rub off on our other communities. Healy and Ninana are closest ones to us. They have some great programs going right now, and they are starting to really shine right now. And, uh, you know, it's time for us to do the same thing. Also, uh, let's see here. Yes, uh, definitely help with time, donations, whatever you want. Um, it's definitely going to be needed here. Um, I have some things that I'll be putting on the air that are coming up in uh, February. And um, like I said, we've, we've got quite a bit of stuff that's uh, going to be happening here in the near future. All righty. Like I said, it's open right now. Floor is open. I see a lot of community members here. If you'd like to get out any concerns or any happy things that uh, we want to put out there, the uh, lines are open. Don't be scared. Um, like I said, uh, we can throw this out any way you want to. And uh, let's see here. Getting a couple messages here. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. Just asked, uh, the, uh, yes. Okay. So I was just asked about, uh, how we're going to get this out here, you know, about what we're doing in our community. And, uh, we have, we have discussed it, uh, between the group that is together right now of how we're going to get these, you know, the word out of what's happening in Anderson. Of course, we do have our pages out, the Facebook Anderson page and the Pulse in Ninana and Anderson and Ninana. Um, we're going to talk about that all on Saturday. Uh, you know, it's this is just the beginning. So we're kind of sitting at uh, the beginning stages of uh, when we can get things rolling. Let's see here. Um Okay, I did see that one. Let me take a look at this one here. Uh, yes, he did just paste it. Okay. Also, uh, Kevin, to let you know, um, saw that the Midnight Sun Flycasters, you uh, threw the, the site up there and uh, on the Pulse page, and I'm getting reactions to it already. So uh, they are thanking you for putting that up there. And I'll be interested to take a look at that after the show and follow it. All right. Anything else? Yep. <laughs> You're going to be rocking. Uh, <laughs> uh, Kevin's a celebrity now. See? <laughs> Definitely. 
let's see here. I love I love the stuff that you're sending me here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I can throw that out there. Someone just asked me to throw out the email for the pulse. I can put that in the chat box here. Uh, let me grab this here. He's almost as famous as me. Whatever. <laughs> okay, there is. I just threw that in the chat box. That is the email here to the Pulse, uh, the Pulse in Anderson and Ninana at gmail.com. Um, it is getting used quite a bit. So if you got any questions or concerns or anything that you want to get out on the air, uh, of course, our shows are Tuesdays and Thursdays at 630. And uh, it's now kind of become a, a normal thing to have our show at 6 p.m. on Sunday to uh, kind of break up the week. So you're welcome to send me anything you like to get out on the air. If you want to send out any, of course, birthday plugs or anything like that. And also make sure that uh, you're inviting anyone on the uh, Facebook page or to here to Podbean and uh, get them to follow the show here. And let's see here. Yes, um, I do have some. Uh, we've got some. I'm working on some more uh, special guests in the future here. I do have some correspondence with them uh, through emails right now. And we are getting some other people here that are very well known here in Alaska and uh, talking about what's going on and the good things that are coming ahead for us here in Alaska. Let's see here. I was also going to throw out. Um, where did that go? I don't know. I was just trying to find that myself. I lost one of the pages. Yes, definitely. So many exciting things on the horizon. All righty. Okay. I just lost a page. I had a page up, and I was going to share it with you, and for some reason, I kind of lost it somehow. Let me see if I can do this here. However I did it, I did it, and I'm still trying to figure that out because I seem to have screwed it up pretty good. It's funny, I got 15, about, I don't know, about eight pages open right now, and I was trying to keep up on it at the same time, and somehow I closed it out, and now I'm not able to find it again. I was going to share it with you guys, and like I said, now I don't know what the heck I did with it. Um, yeah, and we'll just have to deal with it later. Oh, it looks like, uh, yes, I was. I was trying to. <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, Susie just posted that. I, I get emails and texts during the show. Um, I'll, some. Yeah, they don't like to, uh, don't want to put something in the chat box or be on live air. Um, you know, uh, it's not a thing to be embarrassed about here. Uh, we've had quite a few that have come out of their shell, so to speak, 
And uh, I'm glad that they're boisterous on the air. I'm glad that they uh, share their opinions and, of course, uh, keep the show exciting. And uh, those, uh, those that are on uh, know who I'm talking about. And I do appreciate all your interaction here on the show. Um, let's see here. What did I play? Okay, here's a question. They wanted to know what I played and who it was earlier at the start of the show. Um, let me take a look here. Because even now I'm wondering. Okay. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> that was Tracy Lawrence, If the World Had a Front Porch. Um, if you're wondering, someone just asked me with the song I was playing with the porch and that's what it was. I try and be kind of eclectic with music here. Um, one of the things is, is, you know, that I'm very happy about it. Of course we are licensed under BMI and ASCAP. So I'm available to play music out there, kind of mix it up a little country, a little rock and roll, a little new stuff, a little bit here and a little bit there. And uh, it's fun. It's definitely made the show more interesting and Let's see what I do with the other one here. All right. Now I lost that page somewhere. Um, I will definitely, uh, definitely uh, get some, uh, some more interest out there. And yes, also um, thank you for that. I just saw that. Um, let me see here. Boy, this is a hot night on emails and, uh, I will, uh, I will return your email out there. I just saw your email and you know what? I have to check. Uh, yes, that was, uh, Tracy Lawrence. I try and, uh, throw out some, uh, music there and, uh, um, I will get, uh, I'll reply to your email out there. Uh, Senor Brad, I just saw that one come across also. And I'll have to check to see how this thing is working here. And that's another thing. If you'd like to become a patron to the show, you're uh, able to help support the show. Um, there's a way that you can do it uh, by becoming a patron to help support the show. Or you can, uh, of course, uh, send uh, pod points to the show, which also helps out. And that also extends our, um, our, uh, our airtime. Uh, they consider us where we've been uh, uh, cut back to two hours on our show right now. Um, everything comes together in response for the show and those kind of things um, help us out there to get more airtime on here. Of course, I could close out the show and then reopen it. Uh, lately, our shows have been, especially our in-depth shows, have been going anywhere from two to three hours. Uh, which, of course, I always enjoy. I'm here for you guys. I don't mind being here. And uh, uh, if you want to support the show, you're, you're, I would really appreciate it. Um, of course, it does help out uh, with the expenses there. And you're able to, of course, uh, purchase pod points, which goes directly to the show or become a patron of the show. And... Uh, yeah, I know. One of the shows went for more than three and a half hours. Yeah, it's uh, pretty cool. It definitely is. It gives us a chance to be together, get some stuff out there, 
and um it's uh it's really really neat that uh this has come around for us and uh definitely happy to do it for you and the pulse isn't going anywhere we're going to be here for a long time this show started because of course we used to have the anderson dispatch here which was an emailed uh update paper uh that came out for all the things that are uh going on here in anderson and of course the surrounding communities but uh you know i wanted something that was a little more personal and a way that we could connect and get people involved in our community and this show has taken off amazingly um for those of you hey i want to give a shout out here to uh to the um three that have joined uh of course they're in a way different time zone but they've downloaded uh, all the episodes to our show <laughs> we have three new listeners in brazil and we have uh two listeners in in ireland um just wanted to give a shout out to you thank you and appreciate your support on the site also um the show is definitely uh definitely done some neat things and i hope we uh you know, get the message out there of what we're trying to do and um, bring some more communities together. Yeah, we do get to laugh and have some fun, definitely, especially during trivia night. Trivia night is uh, uh, kind of fun, and we're going to have to do that again. Maybe we'll throw that on the board for Sunday. Um, get some, uh, oh, yes, uh, that's right. Last show, uh, someone was on from South Africa uh, that came on live with us. And uh, really cool how this thing's kind of spreading. I don't know where they're coming from, but I enjoy having them here. And, of course, we do have uh, uh, Pink Squirrel Miss Gina, you know, um, out there in uh, Pennsylvania. We've got uh, Captain Jimmy down there in Texas. And, uh, yeah, and I can't forget, yeah, I can't either. We actually had someone call in from China. And I looked into that, and you know what? Um, when they called in, you know, they're, they're under pretty strict restrictions. I mean, big time. And whether we were just kind of getting felt out or, you know, what, uh, I just kept it nice and cordial and, um, we just moved on, uh, you know, cause they're not supposed to even make those kind of contacts from what I understand to us here, uh, especially over forums and that sort of thing. But uh, you never know what we're going to get here at the Pulse. It's just kind of uh, how it rolls here. But one thing I can say is we are definitely solid here uh, for our listeners. And uh, it's been a great thing. Yeah, it definitely uh, keeps things interesting. I can tell you that much. All righty. Let's see here. Like I said, uh, floor's open right now. Um, if you want to throw something out there. I did want to talk about, uh, you know, also the community watch. It's doing a wonderful job out there, <laughs> and it's kind of funny. You can be out there doing a watch and see, uh, you know, another one doing a watch. And I I just heard the other night there was three of us out there doing the community watch at one time. Um, I don't know if it was you, Karen, that was out there with uh, two others doing it, but uh, <laughs> it's definitely uh, pretty cool to uh, – to see that happening <laughs> all right let's see here yes um well yes we did talk about uh 
we we got some some things that are, of course that are happening right now in the legislature that's trying to um of course make things difficult uh for alaska one thing i could say is we definitely have uh, uh, a strong fight back yeah exactly um uh I can honestly say, you know, the difference between us and the lower 48, we got a continent between us. <laughs> Their arms are long, but they're not that long. And uh, I can, you know, uh, I always, uh, exactly. Oh, Karen, you were in that boating accident too, where they all sunk? I was right there with you. I saw it. It did happen. Yep. <laughs> see brad was there too wow that's right we were all there i think Susie was there um eileen was there i think eileen was taking notes um yeah it was a big boat it definitely was <laughs> we uh you know it's funny we get we get some callers in and someone talking about you know how we live in alaska and uh you know the guns here and this and that yeah we have guns here um, just a few of them. We have what seven hundred thousand people in the whole state of Alaska, and we probably got four million guns here. <laughs> yeah, all I could say is good luck with that. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um, let's see here. <laughs> Okay. Also, I just got another message on the on the side, Miss K, Cabo. I just got your message, and uh, you forgot about tonight. That's okay. Um, I did send you a, a text earlier today about what's going on this weekend. Yeah, except for the ones on the boat. That's exactly right. <laughs> and it was a big boat. It happened to you know go. I mean, it was holding everything here. I'm pretty sure of it. <laughs> All righty here. Anything else that you guys would like to throw out there tonight? Um, I appreciate everything you guys do here and uh, appreciate that you're on the show. Let's see here. I just got popped for one more here. Um, let's see here. One more second. And I'm going to try and navigate this thing, maybe. Um, yeah, it's definitely way too deep. Definitely around here. I can honestly say that. Okay. Nope, that's about it. All righty, folks. I got a couple tunes for you. Yes, and cold, definitely. I'm thinking, yeah, it's real cold. Um, they don't, no one wants to come here. Um, compare us to like, uh, like uh, uh, somewhere where everyone lives in igloos and it's nothing but ice and cold and blowing and minus 60 degrees year round. Yes, that's how we want you to look at us, definitely. <laughs> Antarctica, there you go. See, I was waiting for you to chime in, Eileen. I, I knew you had it. <laughs> That's it. Compare us to there. 
that way uh if you have to worry about it you don't have to you know just don't come we're we're all good <laughs> keep the riffraff out right <laughs> all righty i am going to go ahead and wind this thing down i got to yeah with penguins we got plenty of those did you know that <laughs> It's so funny, the perception that uh, we have here in Alaska to the people of the lower 48. It does make me smile, for sure. <laughs> All righty, I'm going to wind this thing down. Like I said, I got a couple real good tunes for you on the way out. And uh, one's a real good tune, and the other's just kind of fun. Um, thank you for everything you do here. And, of course, to all our community members. And uh, I will be seeing a few of you community members live and in person on Saturday at 11 a.m. I'll be glad to see you and uh, get some more things together for our area and make things happen. It's been a wonderful night and a great show. Another big shout-out to Mr. Kevin Fraley for joining us tonight. And uh, we look forward to having him on for Fish Talk again. Also, uh, appreciate everything that you guys do. And, um, you know, just be kind out there. Um, like I say, we never know what struggles others are having. And it's definitely time just to be kind. All right. With that being said, once again, this is Denali Burrow Brett. And I am signing off, and here's a good little tune for you. Thank you all again for the support here at The Pulse, and love you all. Talk to you soon. See you Sunday. Looking forward to having you on the show. Good night, all. When I wake up in the morning, love, and the sunlight hurts my eyes, and something without warning, love, bears heavy on my mind, then I look at you, and the world's all right with me. Just one look at you And I know it's gonna be A lovely day Impossible to face when someone else instead of me always seems to know the way. Then I look at you, and the world's all right with me. Just one look at you, 
And I know it's gonna be a lovely day. And when someone else instead of me always seems to know the way, then I look at you, and the world's all right with me. I just want to look at you, and I know it's gonna be. This date marked on the calendar for a 
brand new at Lemo Airport right together. I feel like a plastic groom alone there at the top of the cake. So hey, I'm getting drunk on a plane. Buying drinks for everybody but the pilot. It's a party, got the 737 rocking like a cheap set. Stewardess is something sexy, leaning, pouring coke and whiskey. Told her about my condition, got a little my high flight attention. It's Mardi Gras, up in the clouds. I'm up so high, I may never come down. I'll try anything to drown out the pain. They all know why I'm getting drunk on the seat right up to first class so i can drink that cheap champagne out of a real glass and when we land i'll call her up and tell her kiss my ass cause hey i'm drunk on a plane buying drinks for everybody but the pilot it's a party got the 737 rocking like a jeep six stewardess is something sexy living pouring coke and whiskey told her about my condition got a little mile high flight attention it's Mardi Gras up in the clouds I'm up so high they never come down I'll try anything to drown out the pain they all know why I'm getting drunk on the plane I'm getting drunk on the plane I might be passed out in the baggage claim, but right now I'm drunk on a plane.